we got to do like something like obviously Halloweeny. Maybe something we could even put like some spooky music over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spooky, 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 spookiness, spooky, and Washington, spooky, spoop in a can, spoop. I was actually thinking that, that could it? be that That'd could be, be it. it. Yeah, <laughs> I, was kinda, I was hoping that David would join in. Oh, oh, I can. I was I, looking at him I so meaningfully. He's warming up the room. <laughs> nah, we're good. It's too late now. How's that rig running, by the way? Oh, it's lovely. It's the best. Why? Was there a joke that you set me up for that I didn't? Are we wait? Are we doing the shining thing where we're just like stopping every five? Seconds? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Good. I'm glad that came across. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> Welcome to Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen. Each episode, we uh, watch a movie, and then we talk about it through a series of critical contexts that I guarantee you've never heard anyone talk about this movie before. And with this one, it's going to be a challenge. But I think we're going to be able to say some stuff that no one else has ever said about The Shining, 1980s classic horror film uh, by Stanley Kubrick, starring Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, and a child who can barely get a line out. Uh, and, uh, we are going to be, uh, talking about it, uh, through a series of randomly generated critical context brought to us by our contextual computer. Joining me on this little experiment of horror spoopiness is my good friend and co-host, Mr. David Gucci. Yo, hi, hi, hello, hi. Yo, ho, hi, hello, hi to you. I like yo, ho, hi. That's actually pretty good. Yo, ho, hi. Okay. That's all. Is that what Alexander Graham Bell wanted people to say when they answered the phone? Yeah. Yo ho hi. Yo ho hi. Yo ho hi. Um, great. Also, jo- <laughs> jo- also joining me today is our my other good friend and co-host, uh, Mr. Matthew Bond. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Mm. See, you know how to say hi like a normal person. <laughs> I just yeah. go with five different versions of it every time and I see which one sticks. <laughs> And it turns out all of them, all of them elided together, stick very well. I'm a sticky boy. You, I've said this about you for years. Well, uh, I am excited. It's our Halloween is uh, our Halloween adjacent sort of episode. <laughs> Scary uh, fall. Our first, our, <laughs> our first frightful fall. Um, autumn. Mm, ah, autumn. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Who was my favorite singer in the 80s, by the way? Mm. Autumn Ah. Autumn Ah. That's kind of an adamant joke. It wasn't good. <laughs> Autumn Autopia? Yeah, Ooh, sure. There you go. Autumn Ah. Uh, Topia. <laughs> Topia. Yeah. Yeah, Topia. 
so, are you guys ready to talk about The Shining? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely am. I'm scared too. Okay. All right, guys. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna break out context number one. Pick a director with a distinct style and imagine this movie if they'd made it. This is gonna be interesting because it's already made by a director with a very distinct yes. style, and I'm excited to see what we come up with for directors who aren't Stanley Kubrick. Right. Yeah. So let's yeah. let's take a second, think of a director, mm-hmm. and then we'll do it at the same time as is tradition. Mm. Okay, I'll let you know when I have one. The hardest part of this is always thinking. Do of a I know any directors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the answer is always yes. I know. Hundreds and I'm, of I'm, I'm trying like, really hard not to repeat ones. Right, right. What what have been, what are ones that have been done before? Well, I mean ones that I've done before. Okay. Um, like I try to do a different one every time this comes up. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to do ones that are just obvious. Right. Exactly. That's my, my mind keeps just like going to right but it's like i I think it's important like if there's a director where you can at least describe what their movies are kind of like that's that's pretty much all you need um directors like ron howard are probably not as good no you did ron howard for one of ours one time and i remember thinking it was oh no no you didn't you just brought up ron howard and like said that you would you were thinking about that and i think we discussed Uh, how like doesn't really have that distinctive of a style right yeah Yeah. oh it Um, could be funny his style is like white bread yeah right. steven spielberg it's like okay like that's yeah it's blockbusters that we know as movies that yeah. are regular the score yeah. does the heavy lifting <laughs> yeah that's for real and actually that's already in the shining um i actually did write a note about that i said the score really does the heavy lifting in this movie uh, not to say that the performances aren't good or whatever just like the score is really where the horror is yeah. for the majority of the film score. but that's true Scorer. Scorer is pretty good. That's a genre. <laughs> uh, it Follows is in that genre. Mm. So is mm-hmm. The Shining. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we can go in, in, into that in some more detail in a, in a minute, but let's <laughs> think of a director, <laughs> each of us, because I'm already struggling. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Paul Miller and Lord. Oh, you said Wes Anderson. Yeah. You, you know said what's Paul funny? Thomas Anderson. I did. <laughs> you know, I thought, I bet Vaughn's going to say Wes Anderson. Yeah, see, I told you. That's fine. That's fine. I no, it, I almost did. I think it could work pretty well for this. Yeah, I think it actually could work really well. Yeah. I think that would be the best movie. Wait, Love what did you say? Yeah. I said Miller and Lord. Oh, I don't even know who yeah. that is. Who made the Lego Chris movie. Yeah. And, oh, oh, uh, hell yeah. The 21 and 22 Jump Street. Yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. And they were, they almost finished making Solo. Yeah, and got uh, fired and replaced by Ron Howard. Oof. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> don't we all? What what prompted that? Get, get fired and replaced by Ron Howard. Don't we all get fired and replaced yeah. by Ron Howard? Metaphorically. Yeah. Metaphorically. Yeah. We all get fired and replaced by Ron Howard, metaphorically speaking. Uh, okay, so where do we want to start? Let's start with Wes Anderson. I think Wes okay. Anderson. I, I think that one I feel. That one is the most solid, I yeah. think, of the three mm-hmm. uh, for this film. It reminds me of that SNL sketch of them doing the like yeah. horror movie, the Wes Anderson horror movie. Yeah, but I think he really legitimately could do a, a decent horror. movie. I would love to see him actually tackle horror because that's one genre he hasn't mm-hmm. delved into at all. Yeah, I think I think he has a lot of similar stylistic and camera choices as Kubrick too. Yeah, a lot of yeah. very meticulous attention shots. to detail. Yep, attention to detail. A lot of tracking shots. Yeah, he's got that same mm. thing that Kubrick has, where you could like pause the movie at any point and then just print out that frame and frame it on your wall. Right, and it's good. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. The the zoom in or is the zoom out of the hedge maze 
and into back into the house with Jack looking at the model of the hedge maze yeah. is just Wes Anderson. Right. Like that's <laughs> yeah, that that's is, just a Wes that's Anderson. That straight up thing. is, yeah. yeah. So I think he could do a pretty good job. Yeah. What do you think he'd do differently? Well, he'd have if anything. a killer soundtrack. Yeah, it's true. That's yeah. funny. That's true. It would most it would be the killers, all all the killers. <laughs> <laughs> just their discography played just, uh, as just long the as it takes. in the background of <laughs> <Yep>. the film. <laughs> well, it's just like when they're running away from uh from Jack Nicholson. What what's the dad's name? John? Jack. Uh, Jack. It's Jack. No, Wait, Jack it Torrance. is Jack. Yeah. Jack Torrance, and Danny's yeah. actor's name is Jack or Di- Danny. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and also Shelley Duvall's character, Jack. Jack. Name Jack. They're all named Jack. <laughs> everyone's Jack in this movie. I feel like you. Uh, would... Everyone's Jack in this movie. <laughs> I feel like you re- he'd reuse the song "Power Man" by the Kinks that he Ooh, uses in okay. the train yeah, at the yeah. end of Dark yeah. Limited. I feel like Werewolves of London would make an appearance. That would make it. Yeah, that would definitely make an appearance. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's when like the uh, furry blowjobs going on. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's an important scene to score. We can't. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, no matter what we talk about, we do have to mention the first blowjob. <laughs> I think we actually get like a small vignette about that whole thing from Wes Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Small yeah. vignette about the furry blowjob. <laughs> I just like saying furry blowjob yeah. at this point. And here's the, here's the fun thing. It's a Wes Anderson movie, so you know it's going to have a title card that says a small vignette about the flurry blowjob. <laughs> yes. I can't even say it. Flurry blowjob. Um, <laughs> that's when it's snowing kind of lightly and then somebody sucks your dick. <laughs> So so basically like that scene in The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. So who, this will be fun, yeah. which Wes Anderson favorites would be cast in what role? Sure. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, um, Bill Murray, who would he play? The old he, owner of the hotel? He would play the yeah. old, he would play yeah. the owner of the hotel. Yeah. yeah probably. He, the guy who interviews him. And is, <laughs> and like I even wrote a note about this when he describes the axe murder, he straight up chuckles about it. Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> killed his family. Yeah. <laughs> burp, burp, burp. Also, this movie was made in 1980, and he said that that axe murder happened in 1970. That's not long enough ago for this to be yeah. like Mm-mm. back in the old days. There right. was this murder. It's like, like no, dude, that I was, was the 10 owner years when this ago. happened, and I saw it happen. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was an axe murder. <laughs> Oh, the past. Oh, oh, the past. Um, uh, yeah, Bill Murray, I think, could play that role pretty well. Yeah. Do um, you think um, think Jeff Goldblum would take the Scatman Crothers role? He'd be good as Ooh, that. Jeff Goldblum would be good at, at oh, Scatman man. Crothers. Or Danny Glover coming back. I was I was going to say that, but yeah. I was, yeah, I was wondering Danny. if we wanted to make that like so important to the character or if it's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, maybe they could roll reverse. Maybe Danny Glover owns the yes. hotel. Maybe Bill Murray is Scatman Crothers. I, I can I could picture Danny Glover delivering that line with a chuckle about the uh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. And Danny Glover doesn't get to play weird, creepy people very no. often. Right? He's uh, he's too often the straight hero. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let him let him be a weirdo. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. That guy definitely has something off about him. Uh-huh. But not Danny. Not, not Danny Glover, but like. The, the, <laughs> I tell you, that Danny Glover's got some off. <laughs> something weird about him. I think he's getting too old for this <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be fantastic. I I know who I want to play Jack Torrance, and yeah. that's Owen Wilson. Yes, I yeah. would love that. He's kind of like a young Jack Nicholson, <laughs> right? <laughs> Things everyone has said about Owen Wilson before. <laughs> Jack Wilsonson. <laughs> Oh boy, buddy! Oh boy, Nailed you're it. really coming down from that cold. Nailed huh? it, <laughs> Jack Wilson. Jack Wilson. Um, no, but I just feel like he, 
uh, he's had experience doing horror movies before in both uh, The Haunting and Anaconda. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's played like normal dudes who go a little crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think that could be that could be fun. Who would be Wendy? Adrian Brody. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I, I'd watch it. <laughs> I was just thinking of people that were very skinny and had odd faces, and I was like, Adrian Brody's been in some Wes Anderson movies. <laughs> um. Ooh. Maybe I would take back Jeff Goldblum as Scatman Crothers and make him the bartender Lou. Oh yeah, he'd be he'd be so good at that role. Yeah. And then the Scatman mm-hmm. Crothers role, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> oh dude, you know what? Honestly for real, yes. Right? Like first off, perfect casting on the bartender, good on you. Um that's fantastic. So who's playing uh young Danny? Well, that one I mean, the kid from Moonrise Kingdom is like one of the few kids he's actually worked with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. he'd be good. He'd be um, fine, yeah. Unless we want to like gender swap it and get the, the girl, girl from, from Moonrise, Moonrise Kingdom because she was very good. She was I think she's good. a little creepier. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she'd be better. She would be. Yeah, and she it could still be. be Danny just with an eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. it could. Yeah. Why not? Huh. <laughs> 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 um, would Tilda Swinton be good for the Shelley Duvall character? Ooh, yes. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Wait, who's who's Jack again? Who do we cast as Jack? I think uh, Owen, Wilson. Owen, Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah, because that's Owen like Wilson that's as much of like a weird mismatch pair as in the actual movie. Yeah. That I think that would actually be pretty great. Yeah. And she does uh she's been in a lot of movies where she is sort of caring, but underneath is a little severe. Yeah. And I think she could pull that off or be like, oh yeah, I'm just a submissive woman. But like when it comes to it, I'm a, I'm a run away and drive a snowblower. <laughs> I could see Tilda on a snowblower space. Yeah, saying. for sure. Not for a sure. snowblower. It's a, what are those plow. things called? Or no, snow, it a snow cat. It's a cat. They called it a yeah, snow cat. Yeah, snow cat. Right. Not a snowblower. They say it so many times in that goddamn snow movie. Snow cat. I know. It's sponsored by snow cat. Wait, um, that's for a different context. <laughs> hold, please. Hold, hold. Please hold. Uh, silence, please. Absolute silence. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would also think Angel- Angelica Houston could also maybe be the psychologist woman who comes in and says that Danny is oh, yeah. using a form yes. of self-hypnosis, which yeah. I remember thinking, what? No. Yeah. He's huh? what? A child? Uh, <laughs> that is better. That's much better. Um, man. And then who would be the old caretaker who ends up convincing Jack Nicholson to murder his family? Oh, oh right, yeah, that, that killed guy. his family. Um, Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a bizarre. I would because he's got to be in there somewhere. Is yeah, the thing he has to. It's like by law. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like and there's oh. like no other role. Yeah, <laughs> Wes really. Anderson like passed a rule in his own house <laughs> that's like Bill Murray and Jason Schwartzman and Owen Wilson have to be in all of my movies somewhere. He could be the dog. <laughs> he could be the. He dog. could be the dog, and I feel like he'd almost want to be or, the dog. Or is he the young, good-looking person in the tub, 
and then Gene Hackman is the, yeah. is the course. He finally get, we finally get him back into acting for that moment. That would be it's like nobody's gonna recognize. Gonna be all under all this makeup. That would genuinely be the greatest coup in the history of film. I think <laughs> if you could get Gene Hackman back for one scene. And it's where he doesn't even have lines, and he just laughs like a creepy old person and who's walks dying. slowly towards and walks someone. slowly towards someone. Yeah, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, yeah, that solves that. Yeah, mm-hmm. easy, <laughs> easy. This would also be the second Wes Anderson movie about a hotel. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Grand Budapest of The Shining. That's what it would be called. <laughs> the Grand Overlook Hotel. Yeah, Ooh, that's better. I like. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, it is fucking better. I'm just kidding. And that would huh, be the name of his. That's objectively huh, better. That's better. <laughs> Sorry. Stir Friday. Oh, that's actually better. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what is that from again? Archer. Yeah, that's right. Huh, that's actually better. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I, I would watch that movie. Yeah. What? Okay. What would be the 60s or 70s rock song that opens the movie and the 60s or 70s rock song that closes the movie. Mm. Mm. I don't, I mean, my first thought is Don't Fear the Reaper because it's long mm-hmm. and yeah. and it like, and I'm trying to think of things that could like accompany that sort of, the opening would be very similar. It would be like yeah. 10 minutes of forests and roads <laughs> just sort of panning across with some words happening on the screen. Yeah. And I that's feel kind like of he, a spooky he might song. Do something, something sort of out of place, like something mm-hmm. that's seemingly very innocuous and calming, that like mm-hmm. sort of lulls you into it, and then at the end it becomes sort of ironic to re- to bring it back, mm-hmm. like this calming thing after all of this violence and horror yeah, yeah, has yeah. happened. Um, maybe something by Donovan. Yeah, maybe something by Donovan or like um, like Peter Paul and Mary or Mamas yeah. and Papas, yeah. like something. Yeah. Yeah, something that could be like folksy and charming right. at the beginning of the movie, but also have like a sinister undertone to it. Do they then... have any songs about family or any songs about loving your parents? Oh, you know what? You know what it would daughters? be? You know what it would be? Hmm. What? California Dreaming. Ooh. Because that yeah. song has yeah. always been, had a creepy undertone mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. And it's just waiting for a good horror movie to really latch on to. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. And then it would just be set in California instead of Colorado. Yeah, that would be that would be the only thing they'd <laughs> we have to do. We just move it. It's fine. Uh, they're like Northern California. There's fucking stuff. Yeah, instead they... of like snowed in, they're like forest fired in. For <laughs> you know what? Yeah, and they have to drive a fire cat. Yeah, Maybe fire instead cat. of snow, it's <laughs> ash. <laughs> yeah, ash. ash. And then cat. the dragons show up, and it's rain of fire, and they eat <laughs> ash. Oh my god! And that's how we bring in McConaughey and Bale to this bitch. <laughs> yes. Yes. Finally, we get Christian Bale in a Wes Anderson movie. Goddamn! Time. I would watch that. I've been writing letters. I've been. <laughs> My congressman won't answer my calls. <laughs> Why won't Christian Bale be in a Wes Anderson movie? <laughs> Sir, I have no control He's done that. two Adam McKay's. <laughs> He's done two. <laughs> He's done two Adam McKay's. <laughs> He's done two Adam McKay's. Uh, okay, what would a Paul Thomas Great. Anderson version of the Should we do like, like one sentence versions of ours? Because that was like 20 minutes. That, yeah, that was <laughs> Uh, or at sure. least 15 which it, it was great and I loved it and yeah. we all participated and it was awesome but I don't feel like we should spend that much time on each one of them if no, we that's want this to be the whole show sure 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 but yeah. what would a Paul Thomas Anderson version of The Shining look like well it'd be sweatier uh, it'd definitely be sweatier uh, I I don't know who would play the characters I'm, I'm not as concerned with that I think as it would be a lot more oppressive the, there would be 
nowhere near the amount of distance shots from the characters and not, not as much set like steady cam. It would all be very close in on people going crazy. And I thought of him because I was like, what's a movie where a bunch of people are in a space and they go crazy? And I was like, oh, yeah, The Master, that's pretty good. And I was like, oh, it could be a lot like The Master and be about the slow deterioration of all three of these people in a bunch of different solo shots. I think it would be really hard to watch. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to really even at all. There would be minimal score, but when the score was there, it would be like beautiful sweeping cello. Or it could be like There Will Be Blood where the score is, do- uh, again, the score gone. does most of the lifting <laughs> yeah. in that movie for narrative. Can I, so can I throw out three casting choices? Yes, please. Um, the lead, obviously, Daniel Day-Lewis. That's he's the dad. Um, <laughs> Has to be. Philip Seymour Hoffman's the old caretaker that convinces him to kill his family, okay. and then the bartender is Paul of Tompkins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I would love that deeply. Uh, I also would take Joaquin Phoenix. Oh um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I take that back. He's retired anyway. Daniel yeah. Lewis. Yeah. Making yeah, shoes done. now or something, right? He's making shoes. <laughs> yeah. Jack Ian Phoenix. Yeah, he'd be great. He really would. Because it would basically be like his character <laughs> in The Master yeah. Yeah. Uh, when he starts losing it. And it would be two actors who played the Joker. That's <laughs> true. Perfect. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Were there any other actors that played Popeye's love interest in the movie Popeye? <laughs> For Shelley Duvall. <laughs> who played Bluto? Um... <laughs> Let's get that cast back. Let's get, Let's it's a Robin re- Williams in The Shining. <laughs> you know, you know he what? actually would have been. He would have been really, really good at that. He would have been fucking. Because did you see one hour photo? Yeah, mm. it was awesome. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> good God. Sorry, it's our Halloween episode. I'm being yeah. extra spooky. So that's, I mean, that's about the thought that I had. It's just that it would be sweatier and it would be more claustrophobic and harder to watch and mm-hmm. sad. Very, very sad. Has he ever yeah. done like a snowy movie? I don't know that he has. I think all of his movies are like sort of California or Southwest. Or, I mean, I think there was a decent amount of coldness in Phantom Thread. Yeah, that Uh, would be the Coastal coldness. Coastal coldness, though. Ooh, that's fun. That's a fun thing to say. Cellar door. I was just going to say cellar door. (laughs) (laughs) Drew Barrymore loves coastal coldness. (laughs) For a second, I heard coastal colons. (laughs) Drew Barrymore loves my coastal colon. (laughs) Just gonna go get a coastal colonic. Ugh. That could be a drink at a Starbucks. Coastal colonic. Yeah, 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 cause yeah, you'll be bursting. You'll be bursting. <laughs> I'm bursting. You know what they say about Starbucks? You'll be bursting. Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter. <laughs> I'm bursting. Mm, shit. Um, what would uh, what would Miller and uh, Chris? Uh, let's see. It's Christopher. Is, is it Christopher? Christopher Lord and Philip Miller. Is that I think so. Yeah. It is. Lord and, uh, Lord and Philip. Yeah, yeah. So this would be the deconstructive movie of the horror genre that we've all been waiting for, <laughs> that no one has ever attempted right. in the history of horror movies. Yep. But I think it would be like a deconstruction of a specific kind of horror movie, which is the psychological. Like Stephen King has a very distinctive writing style his narratives go in very specific directions and i don't know them well enough to define them but i do know that every time i see something i'm like oh stephen king this is based on a stephen king thing um but i would say um they would probably take that and much like they did with 21 and 22 jump street and in a in some ways with the lego movie and sort of uh and sort of peel back some of the layers of artifice behind it and sort of um 
maybe maybe he's a writer, but he's a writer of horror movies, and he's yeah, like okay. trying to uh, you know write the ultimate horror movie. And he came to this remote location to take this job because it you know he wants it to be set there, and so he starts like acting out some of the scenes from it to try and get in the mindset of it because he knows that that's yeah, what yeah, that's yeah. what like successful screenwriters do. Like he heard that story where Aaron Sorkin broke his nose. Uh, uh, when he was uh, practicing an argument scene from the newsroom in the mirror and punched the, and like <laughs> yeah. smashed his face into the mirror because he got too into it. Oh, man. <laughs> he heard that. He's like, I got to try. He's like, I got to try doing something like that. And then it just <laughs> goes too far. Um, and Jonah Hill is the author. Yep. And Channing Tatum <sighs> is the Shelley Duvall part. Yes. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I no. want that so yeah. bad right now. Mm, I like that's it. So bad. Or is Channing Tatum the one who convinces him to murder uh, his family? Could do that. Too. Like they get really broy. Um, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, you know what you should do? Murder your family." <laughs> Just like that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it would also be very. It would be very quick. That's the thing. Is uh, their movies are defined by a lot of. There's <laughs> like. There's a lot of momentum to them. They don't slow down very often, and when they right. do when they pick up next it's like for a lot of stuff mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah there's maybe one or two quiet scenes yep and they come as distinct breaks for the audience and are from, followed by like r- a lot of manic yeah, uh, action yeah 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 that's um, true so it, it would have to be a very different movie because this yeah. movie is filled mostly with quiet suspenseful action yeah or yeah. maybe yeah so maybe there would be sort of like a like a sub they would add in some subplot related to the story that he's writing and that could be actualized in a certain way by the like ghosts of the hotel, like acting the stuff out around him as he's writing and it gets like hectic and disgusting and violent. (laughs) Um, And that is starting to like bleed into his worldview as a character. And yeah, that is a good way of making the movie much more active Mm -hmm. because as it is, as it sits currently, it is, so much about speculating about what's going on in the minds of all three of these people. And there's just silence and some synth to help us try to figure out what's going on. But if you put a ton of ghosts in it (laughs) and they were all doing crazy wild stuff all the time. Right. That sounds great. It would counteract the sort of like isolation uh, element Mm -hmm. of it, which is, you know, a major part of the horror of The Shining as it exists now. But if we're doing a deconstructive sort of thing, I can imagine them, you know, like that, becoming very tedious very quickly like yeah the the isolation doesn't take very long to get to him <laughs> like he realizes very quickly that he's never liked being isolated and right. so he starts and he's like, like why did i take this job yeah, why did yeah. i do any of this stuff like day two he's freaking out already <laughs> um or he's getting you know like tense mm-hmm. um so i i think they could they, they could play with that a lot um, especially if they set it in modern day. Right. If they made it like a 2018 version of The yeah. Shining. In a world it, where The Shining already exists. <laughs> and oh they my can God, make you call it, yes, 237 yeah. Jump Street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. Yeah, that's what it would be. I Yeah, and I would watch that. I would, I would watch all of these movies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and as a quick bonus, uh, I think we already know what Steven Spielberg's would look like because... 
he just would throw some random video game avatars into a scene <laughs> where they're jumping around, and there's a lot of ghost ballroom dancing that never happens in The Shining. Yeah. And, uh, and the last five minutes of the movie would explain everything that happened. Yeah. yeah. And there would be no mystery. There would be no ambiguity uh, 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 to the ending at all. No. It would make sh- he would make sure that you walk out of there knowing every single thing about the history of this hotel <laughs> yeah. and that you get why it's important. Somehow. And if you're not feeling anything enough, like the fucking Jack character just acts as a horse you just love right in the head and just a million right. american flags just yeah. to drive yeah, yeah he drapes all the american flags over the horse cuts them all in half in one fell swoop <laughs> 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 just to make sure it really hits home yeah absolutely Ugh. <laughs> hey you guys want to move on to another context <laughs> sure yeah. all right if you if you pulled a peter jackson and split this into three movies how would you do it if you if you pulled a Peter Jackson and split this into three movies, how would you do it? Um, well, there is definitely plenty of movie there to just do it as it is. Yeah, imagine stretching <laughs> this out. Oh man, like for another four <laughs> hours, basically. Well, there was the made-for-TV version that is like a four-hour movie That's in two true. parts. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, but just add another part. Yeah, but keep the well, same story. Beat. Well, From, what I would do differently, and this was. Stephen King's uh, issue with Stanley Kubrick's uh, version because, uh, like, I'm sure you guys know that Stephen King hates the movie we yes, watched. Absolutely <laughs> hates, despises it. it. Yep. And part of it, which I agree with, is Jack Nicholson's uh, depiction of the dad is despicable from the get go. You hate him right away. Mm. There's no de- like devolution into this madness or anything. He's just already he's already a hot mess when he comes in. And then he just gets to be a louder hot mess as it goes on. Right. Whereas in the made for TV one, there was more time for, and it's Steven Weber is like a guy that you just see like, Oh, he's just a nice guy. He's <laughs> just a regular dude. Yeah. He's just a good guy. I like this guy. Um, and then slowly he devolves and becomes a lot more tragic and meaningful. And like the, uh, story of like the whole met, like alcoholic father metaphor, um, uh, or allegory of the movie becomes much more clear and realized than it does in Kubrick's version. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the question? <laughs> so splitting into three movies, right. With that in mind, um, each movie has to exist as a movie. Is the problem? Right, that's mm-hmm. the key. Well, I think one movie could be a complete prequel, and it could involve all of the stuff that happened at the hotel, because Peter Jackson oh, yeah. doesn't actually really care that much about like cool ironic. Uh, or dramatic irony or anything like he just wants to, to make some stories and stuff and that's fine so you have one whole prequel that's all the events of the original caretaker of, killing yeah, his family. exactly the original character yeah. killing his family all of the guests dancing and all that stuff Every, anything that happens in ghost world in the shining <laughs> movie directed by stanley kubrick happens in this prequel mm-hmm. then you get the first movie about yeah so the second movie in the trilogy is the shining mm-hmm and then the third movie in the trilogy is, uh, I don't know how you split The Shining up. Here's here's an idea it? that like, I had. That how does it happen? Based, spinning off of what you just said, I had an interesting uh, thought of a movie trilogy that I've never seen before, okay. which would be reverse order. Oh. It starts with The Shining as we know it now, with you know the this story with the Torrances and their thing. And I think they should spend more time on them yeah. as a family, maybe. Yeah. And then like. You see um, the devolution, the the sort of madness, and um, then there's 
maybe uh maybe it's as the sort of like ghost stuff starts to unfold more uh within the hotel and he starts to go a little bit more mad it's sort of like that's sort of the end of the movie it's shorter it's like more like an hour okay. and a half two hours of like cycle of more like a family character study and there's internal conflicts yeah. within the family the the son's having problems the wife is having problems and like those things come out over time because at first they seem like a normal happy family and then like you start to see these psychoses come up as they're working living at the hotel then the second movie flashes <laughs> to um it starts with um the aftermath of this no it starts with the care, original caretaker murdering his family or the previous caretaker murdering okay. his family in the in 1970 and mm-hmm. he's going through a similar devolution but his is like i don't different somehow and <laughs> <laughs> but it's different somehow yeah but that's like, fine. It's, but right. it's it, it it reveals a lot of the seeds a lot of the details and a lot of the history of the hotel that sort of like you see in the background of scenes or you hear about um, sort of tangentially in the first movie and you start to see where that yeah. comes through but it also is planting more seeds of the ghost story and more of that whole history and the third movie flashes all the way back to the 20s when there's all this you know stuff with whatever when it was at its height but there was yeah. also this really horrible seedy shit going on right and like lots of people were dying and they weren't really like talking about it or they were covering it up for whatever reason we follow mm-hmm. Lou Yes, yeah. and then, yeah. uh, and then, yeah, and we follow Lou through that whole movie, and it includes the stuff in the twenties. It includes him talking the caretaker into murdering his family in nineteen seventy, and then the la- the third act right. is him like convincing mm-hmm. Jack to murder yeah. his family, and then that <laughs> is basically the third act of The Shining as it exists now is the third act of the third movie of The Shining <laughs> trilogy. I like it. Because that gives more time for like the shiny movie that follows the Torrances to actually like maybe even show the incident that they referred to where it was an accident when he hurt Danny. Yeah, um, yeah. To kind of like, I, I do like that it's ambiguous whether or not like it really was an accident or if he was a yeah. piece of shit that actually just like hurt his kid and was way off the handle. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or or even just because I, I just think that that's actually one of the strongest moments in the movie for me. Yeah. And yeah. I so I don't want to show yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's my thing too, but if we're talking but Peter you could, Jackson. You could add more context <laughs> to it. Yeah, we are talking Peter Jackson. <laughs> that's true. So it'd be like that's a five true. minute long slow motion scene where yeah. he just slaps Danny across There'd the face. There'd be like a song like, about well, it. <laughs> by Enya. And it could still be it's it, the motivation of it could still be ambiguous if you just yep. see the incident happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if if you see what Danny did and then how he responded to it but you don't necessarily see the psychology of it. You don't necessarily like maybe he does super overreact, but like it's a it's sort of ambiguous as to whether it should be understandable or not. Like whether we should as an audience go like, well, I get why he got mad. Yeah. Or like, like he went way too over. way too far. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? I like that. Hmm. I would yeah. I, I mean I I don't want to commit to saying I would watch those movies, but I'm intrigued. No, by I, d- those I definitely wouldn't. But I, I've just never seen him. <laughs> I've like never seen a trilogy like, do something. Yeah, like that. but I would like to see like that 20s um, Overlook Hotel mm-hmm. movie. Like, yeah, I think that would be really cool to explore those time periods of the ho- same hotel. Yeah, to be completely honest, if you told me, uh, so there are these movies and they're all about the same haunted hotel, and the first one happens in the 70s, and the second one happens in the 40s or 50s, and the third one happens in the 20s. And it's like backwards storytelling. I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna see those. Well, we could just do that. Yeah, sounds like, awesome. Let's just 
freaking call FX and just make Fargo, but it's just Overlook Hotel. Yeah, and each, like seasons exactly. in an anthology. Yeah. Honestly, mm -hmm. where things are right now, like with like Bates Motel and and Fargo yeah. and, and like with all American these, Horror Story, doing American their Horror thing. Story. Yeah. I think that that could actually play. I think that's yeah. a thing that could actually get made. <laughs> and they'd save on <laughs> set. Like they'd have just one. <laughs> that's yeah. true. That's true. Uh. They could just buy a fucking hotel yep. and be like, "All right, this is where That's we are it. for the next six God years." Damn it! Let's not release this part, guys. We need to. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to develop this. Tm 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 tm. Um. Yeah, that that's the way that I think would be the most interesting, but I also don't know that it would be very successful. Then again, I guess that's not the point of the call. Depends on the hands that it's in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right that's true it's not if you were to peter jackson this movie into three separate very financially successful movies yeah that's true <laughs> so i think now, we're okay now yeah. here's the hard the hard fact that we need to acknowledge uh -oh. we have abandoned the context already yeah. which is the context is turn <laughs> the shining as it exists now into three separate movies yeah and what yeah. we've done is say We'll just no. do The Shining, and then we'll do two other movies <laughs> about stuff related to The Shining. That's yeah. true. Which is way more interesting and, yeah. I guess, a little bit easier, but technically not the context. So, But, like, to split into three separate movies, though, like, as it exists, like, you can't just take a movie and then make, like, three 40-minute movies. So we still have to expand on it. Yep. Um, so I'm thinking, like, if we're following that context... We could start with Jack Torrance as a school teacher, like he was. That was his job before, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of show him like getting frustrated with that. I don't know how that character dealt with kids, to be honest. Yeah, like, why he would ever teach? Um, so that yeah. could be interesting to explore. Because um, like, he went to school for English, and people were like, "What are you gonna do? I don't teach." Yeah, and then he fucking hates it because clearly yeah. he hates. Right. children or noises or distractions <laughs> man i hate noises <laughs> i hate them too man all noises <laughs> hashtag yes all noises hashtag yes all noises <laughs> um and so yeah i could explore that i could explore like the family life at home and how it's like there's there's got to be a reason his wife is like no he is a good man even though you see no evidence of it right. yeah in the in the movie a proper Oof um yeah that would be nice yeah to have at least a little bit more of that yeah and then there's a little more sympathy and like tragedy to his downfall mm -hmm. um so the first part could be like that and then realizing he wants to like get his book career going and then he goes for an interview to get to the hotel next movie is him and his family moving into the hotel and they're like having a time of it like I, I, like th there's not enough that happens I know yeah. this is what that's I ran it. into as well that's I was it. like okay so there's a prequel of this and then the first yeah. one is the nothing that happens in the first hour of this movie no I, mean, I think I think you've set up the best possible version of the first movie yeah right. which I is, think that's is that sort of prequel and I think you could have internal conflict like a movie built just around that premise right yeah. that, that mm -hmm. functions as a movie because you've got three main characters in Jack Wendy and Danny who have their own problems before this movie even starts yeah. and being able to explore that in their own on their own terms and then have it and but like that has its own tragic sort of arc of him like his teaching career just like is not it's a disaster yeah. it's a complete mess and so at the end when it's like him interviewing for the job at the hotel could seem like maybe like a promising thing and then the second movie mm. follows a similar arc where it starts promising and you think mm. everything's going to be okay. And then it starts to devolve again in a similar fashion. Yeah. And like maybe Danny spends more time kind of exploring his powers and like 
there's like little hints throughout the second film where he's realizing there's like more going on in this hotel and he's getting a little terrified and there's like that's where it gets kind of spooky haunted house mm-hmm. yeah uh and then yep. the third movie is when like things go crazy and it goes from spooky haunted house to like slasher possession movie yeah exactly yeah. i think this the first movie is a family story that ends in hope ish yeah the second movie is a haunted house movie devoid of jack going crazy until maybe halfway through maybe the very end there are hints yeah, like third but the second was just like there's ghosts in this hotel let's get away from them easy Lots of people can make haunted house movies. No problem. Make it an hour and a half. And then the third one is like, oh, we've dealt with this haunted house, but there's a true monster still among us. And it's this guy. It's Owen Wilson. And (laughs) This is all being made by Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do kind of like the first two contexts we've done are like, let's imagine someone completely different from Stanley Kubrick making the same movie. Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think I think our first idea was better. I think this idea works and works better with, with the context. This yeah. one follows the context more directly, yeah. but I Which also nice. I do think uh, I do think it would still be a very hard thing to watch. Yeah, I would. I, I think it'd be easier to watch your initial setup of those three different time period right. stories than this one. But it's they're still. I think they're yeah. both interesting. That's why we slapped the TM on that, <laughs> that yeah. idea. Oh yeah. Oh, we slapped so many TMs. On so that many idea. TMs. So yes. many TMs. So many TMs. Gonna litigate so many times. <sighs> well, do you want to do another context? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. Spooky context time. Ooh. <laughs> Give us the Clean Flicks version of this movie. All right. Oh, it's shit. been long enough. Clean okay. Flicks. Yeah. Last yeah. time we, the first and only time we've discussed this so far was for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So, as a recap for those who are unaware, Clean Flicks was a company out of Utah. Uh, part of a group of Mormons who would edit popular films uh, without the permission of the studios and make (laughs) them uh, Mormon friendly and rent them out uh, for money for money. Uh, And then they got, they got sued uh, into oblivion because you can't do that and uh, they don't exist anymore. But let's try and figure out what a clean flicks version of The Shining would look like. So first of all, they'd have to follow Willie's advice and call it The Shining. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to get sued. You don't want to get sued. The Shining. The Shining. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh, boy. This will be fun. There's a lot. There's a lot. Like, so okay. the like, elevator doors and it's blood or not mud mud it's, it's mud, mud. Yeah, it would have to yeah they, they, they yeah. would have to do like oh, digital, what movie was that where they the did patriot the patriot yeah. yeah where they turned all the blood yeah. into like brown and gray so yeah. it looked like mud oh, it's so, so dumb thanks it's mel. just it's <laughs> good job mel it's just matthew mcconaughey's character mud just coming out of the elevator <laughs> <laughs> just flows it's out. a sequel to mud <laughs> it's a, him hello it's a bunch of copies of mud on dvd <laughs> <laughs> Not and the DVD. DVD. Because it's DVD, the horror is the same. <laughs> um, Get the 480 was, shit out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 480. Um, yeah. So that would definitely be the case. Yeah. I think what sucks is that editing out all of the uh, objectionable stuff from The Shining leaves like nothing. Mm-hmm. It leaves the most boring yeah. parts of The Shining. Well, maybe they'll like took a bath with her clothes on. People do that. Yeah. Ugh. They could edit some. Is that something that they ever did was like censor or edit 
things onto people's bodies. Well, that's I something ha- that has been done. I, I have seen like that previous. on like a lot of TV movie versions where they'll yeah, like, like a bikini what, or something. That or what they'll oh, do is they'll yeah. edit it in such a way where they'll zoom really. They'll sure, zoom in sure. such a way that okay. it's everything that's in the frame that's not the nudity, yeah. Yeah. which. That's would hard. make it hard. It would be yeah. hard. Honestly, that yeah. could just not happen. Like that scene would just have to not happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Because the first encounter with that lady doesn't happen on screen either. Yeah. It's uh right. What's, you, what's her you name? Tell Got it. Shelly. Shelly Duvall. Shelly, but what's her name? Wendy, Wendy. thank you. Wendy, yeah. When Wendy goes in there, she's like, This lady tried to choke me. And he was nope. like, That's choke pretty Danny. weird. That's choke Danny. Choke Danny, right, right. And she did like, choke Danny. Like nah. she had yeah, the, she yeah. did. And it's like, No, I'll go in there and find out. And there's like, No, nothing happened. Yeah. And honestly, you don't really need that scene. It doesn't drive the plot yeah. forward yeah. at all. So and you don't need the naked lady. Yeah. And honestly, clean flicks, even if it did drive the plot forward, like they they don't really care. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't care. Hmm. They just care about it being friendly to the kids. Friendly to the which this movie isn't. To the super. child to the childlike minds of to the, the child adult like Mormons. college students. Yeah. Like in the documentary they made about clean flicks, that like a number of their customers are f- people from the local college, like their college yeah, students BYU who are, can't rent objectionable UVU. movies. Wow. Yeah. Like you seriously, like they have such a hardcore uh, code of conduct where like, I think if you get caught like with rated R movies and shit, like mm-hmm. you get in big trouble. You You're can't done. like one, <laughs> my brother's roommate couldn't pick up his own mail uh, from their apartment office because he had a beard. He had oh, to shave no. before. Yeah, Ugh. that's that has fucking insane. Yeah, that has nothing to do with <laughs> with what we're talking about. But it kind of gives context of what kind of people we're dealing sure. with. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. What yeah. kind of culture? Yeah. So, what about like uh, abusive situations? Like, would any of that be objectionable, or is it strictly like violence? Specifically, let's talk about acts through the door. Is that okay, or that is would that be too that'd violent? Be, that'd probably okay. be, that'd be fine. fine. Yeah, because that's huge. You yeah. gotta have that scene yeah. for The Shining. Yeah, and so a lot of the conflict of the movie is non-violent. There's That's just true. a lot of the hallucinatory stuff that has to be cut out. That's true. So mainly, what we get with the clean flicks version of this movie is just a guy going wild yeah. in his hotel <laughs> and trying to kill his family for reasons we don't quite understand. And Danny's character is super boring. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's well, the other. Uh, the downfall. sobriety aspect actually would play pretty well. Yeah, I think oh, the the, yeah. the him like falling off the wagon being part of what makes him evil yeah, yeah. oh it would actually sure. play really so well the, sure. the alcohol would have like satan juice written on it or something <laughs> satan juice <laughs> to, like, uh, make i'll sure. have a glass of satan juice please <laughs> <laughs> extra sinny don't let my mom know <laughs> triple x <laughs> um, <laughs> um so uh butts what the fuck was i just gonna say oh i i'm uh, I don't know if you're familiar with much of the making of this movie, but apparently uh, the lore of this is that the kid who played Danny, in t- Steven, uh, uh, um, Kubrick intentionally shielded him from all of the like actual horror mm. elements of the movie. Like He never saw any of the scary scenes. He's never in it with any of the like really scary ghost stuff. Oh, yeah, he never, it's just yeah. like the twins. Yeah, and yeah. even and with that... they're just little he, girls. Yeah, yeah and exactly. even with that, he's never actually... Um, they don't ever actually show them in frame together. He's looking at nothing. Oh, oh right. They shoot. Don't all they th- like take him by the hand at one point? Well, I thought Maybe like that. they shoot from behind him and they're in front of him. <laughs> you know what? Okay, yeah. so that's true. Okay, yeah. but, but still, but, but it's still, still like, little girls. Like, like it's yeah, not, and yeah. they don't show like like them like their bodies or whatever. Like he's never right. there for that. So he never yeah. actually saw any of that stuff while they were making the movie. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know that necessarily that they were making a scary movie. 
Um, Weird. Yeah. So of all of the people that Kubrick ever fucked over in the making of his movies, that's the one human being that he let be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not you, kid. That he shielded but he, them. But the kid wasn't creeped out by like the, nah, this is Tony. Like, I guess not. No, man, that's, that's creepy funny. as shit. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he thought it was a comedy. Yeah. 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 That, he was like, that is very possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He delivers a lot of those lines in an almost comedic way. Right. Too. I wonder if he was like, oh, this joke's going to land so good. Yeah. People are going to love this. It's going to be so funny. This hilarious joke. Oh, red rum. Right? Red my rum. mouth. Oh, man. This is great. Just saying red rum over and over. It's going to be so funny. <laughs> Um, which I'm, God, how many times did he need to say that line before it was like, "Kid, we fucking get it." He was hoping for the rule of whatever uh, the Kristen Shawl is a horse rule, where you just say the same thing over and over and over, and it stops being funny, and then you keep saying it over and over and over, and eventually it comes back around to being funny again. I'm gonna That's need you to explain the Kristen Shawl is a horse rule. Yeah. It's not that interesting. It's a comedic bit where uh, two people went on stage and they said they sang a song called "Kristen Shawl is a Horse" over and over and over and over. It was just like Kristen Schaal is a horse. Kristen Schaal is a horse. That, like many times, and of course, it wasn't funny at first right. because that's not funny. Yeah. And then after about twenty times, the audience realized, oh, this is what we signed up for. This is the whole act. This is all they're doing, and that became funny. Stop being funny again. And then after a few more minutes, it was funny again. It's just repetition being funny innately. That's okay. what Danny was hoping for. Okay. Interesting. All right. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah, that could have been what he was thinking. So, so I feel <laughs> yeah, like that's the, probably what he was thinking. The clean flicks version of this is uh, is pretty much just his <laughs> his version of the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens yep. in his head. Yeah, so clean, so fresh, so fresh, so and so clean, clean. But yeah, actually, I guess they wouldn't need to cut that much stuff. Not really. Um, it would just be the interesting stuff, to be honest. Yeah, it'd be, be like the, the, it'd be like, yeah the visually interesting horror moments, the stuff that makes it a good yeah. horror movie, or like at least an exciting horror movie yeah. towards the end. Yeah, and uh, I think they probably have somebody do their best Scatman Crowley's impression, be like, "Sorry, can't help you, kid." Just to like avoid the whole thing of him <laughs> getting axed immediately right. when he shows the, up. Literally the only, yeah. the only murder yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, hey, I'm here to say it. Nope. <laughs> I love the subversiveness of that, but it's because they spent so much time showing how he got there. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I I get it. It was still so fucking frustrating. I was I like, know, but that's what I love. Uh, yeah. I know. I it was a nice know. trolling of the audience. It was a mm-hmm. troll, for sure. Yep. As if this movie needed any more <laughs> trolling. Right, but um, like... That hey just Joe. didn't happen back in those back in those days so much. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, true. I mean, you That's could true. just cut all the scenes between him and Scatman and never have it. Just uh, except yeah. for the like well, ice cream stuff like, at the beginning. Movie, call movie The Shining, where they don't have any chance to reference The Shining. Well, <laughs> I was going to say because like the psychic stuff might be objectionable. Yeah, they might not yeah. be cotton well to that. Right. Um. So if you just sort of uh, cut all of that out, and Danny's just a weird little kid. Yeah, and then his dad's Jack, an alcoholic. Yeah, then his dad, it's just a normal family that goes to a hotel, a weird child, dad's an alcoholic, and he tries to kill his family. It's just seasonal depression, the movie. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> yep. It is. It is. Nothing else going on oh, here. Yeah. Along, except all the ghosts that Jack sees. Yeah. Those can stay. Yeah, yeah. Those, those can Cause, stay, Because right? those are because he was drinking Satan juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that absinthe, that version of absinthe yeah. that Hollywood's pushing yeah. that doesn't exist. <laughs> right. That. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I guess the clean flicks be... version of this movie isn't that difficult to make. Right. Yeah. It's certainly easier to make than Thor. 
Yes. Which is an yes. action movie with that lots would, of violence. Was, that was in very it. tricky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one, the plot can remain in some form of its. Yeah, the bulk uh, of the of plot itself. can remain because uh, yeah. the plot is so thin. Yeah. I mean, it's so thin. There's so little plot to a, The Shining. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is ironic because knowing Stephen King, having not read seen <laughs> the book, is it like a fat? Is it a fat a fat, fat stack? It's a fat book. It's a fat stack. Yeah, it's like every goddamn Stephen King book. It's yeah. like, how do you yeah. make that? into a book that long there was a lot of uh family stuff before the hotel Mm -hmm. i i I have read it and there's a lot like uh, i i'm sure that's one of the things that stephen king hates about the shining is like you don't get to see jack be an okay person (laughs) so yeah i honestly like do kind of recommend the like the the kid in the made for tv version sucks wasn't that Haley joel osmond no no it was like a knockoff uh Haley Joe Osmond. Oh man, like <laughs> just a really obnoxious kid. You'd recognize him. He was like the kid that like they would just throw and was like, "All right, we're just out of kids, so put this one in." Uh, <laughs> we're out of kids. He's just he's the worst. He's he's obnoxious to listen to, and yeah, mm-hmm. just a really bad child actor. Which I feel bad for him because it's not like his fault. Right when you're a kid, you can't yeah. really do a whole lot. Um, but it's uh Stephen Weber and uh Rebecca Mornay are the husband and wife, and oh. they're nice. Yeah, it's it's. It's good. Like it's mm-hmm. honestly good. It's made for TV, so take that for what it's worth. But I don't know the bathroom scene from that one screwed me up so much when I was a kid. Which again, I was a kid and I was a scary cat. Um, <laughs> made it so that I had to open the shower curtain in the bathroom immediately upon entering any bathroom. Yep. For most yep. of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. That's real though. That's I real. remember doing that for different reasons. Yeah. But from a similar shower related movie. Yeah, because in in that one, like you. You see, like a shadow move behind the curtain too. Oh, and nasty. So you're just like <laughs> nasty. No, thank you. Yeah, it's, no, thank you. It's, it's it's scary, but it's it's worth uh, seeking out. Stephen Weber does a really good job with that role. Nice. Huh. huh. Yeah. That's my little plug for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we have anything else we want to say about what a clean flicks version of The Shining would look like? I think it's pretty straightforward. We nailed it. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> but well, bam. Shortest context yet. Let's do another one. <laughs> All right. Our spookiest context of all. <laughs> Globalists, this movie is pointing to a huge real-world conspiracy. What is it? Okay. I mean, I think people this movie... have said this about this movie. Right? Yeah, I think uh, if we're talking about The Shining. Um... <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I was supposed to. I was supposed to change this to the Jesse Ventura conspiracy. Oh point. yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the truth about The Shining um, <laughs> is, uh, you know. Uh, Secundus. I don't know. I don't have anything. I don't, uh, all right. Let's oh think man, of, look at Christian Stew. <laughs> Secundus. Let's look at some. <laughs> ain't got time to bleed. I ain't got time to bleed. Those are all the classic Jesse Ventura quotes from all movies that I know. Ugh. I don't know any other ones. You're fine. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. What are some co- conspiracy theories hiding? Are some conspiracies that are being hidden in the film The Shining? God, I actually feel like this is bad because there are people. There have been whole movies yeah. made have about you watched conspiracies. Room 257? No, it's not. It's, it's not I thought it would be. Good. I thought it would be about conspiracies and yeah. stuff. It's really just like people doing academic interpretations of the movie The Shining oh, for okay. way too long. Okay, yeah, it's a lot of people talking out their butts for like <laughs> an hour and a half now the one big one that is a conspiracy theory that people say is hiding is the, in the shining for real is mm-hmm. the moon landing right mm-hmm. right it and is, i don't know about it but i know it exists right because he's wearing 
at one point Danny's wearing a sweater with Apollo 11 on it. Okay. And there is a long-standing urban legend that the moon la- the fake the faking of the moon landing was done by Stanley Kubrick because <laughs> none of the other directors at the time were capable of it or some uh, shit. Yeah. I don't know. They um, They didn't have what it takes. <laughs> only right. They didn't have the right stuff. Hey, oh. hey, hey. Nice. I think because he was like very secretive or some shit and they were like, he'll keep quiet about this and then <laughs> sort of like allude to it in one of his later movies for some reason. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, and so like he, there's like a whole thing about him wearing the sweater and then there's all the, I don't even remember how the how it goes beat for beat, but that is one of the conspiracy theories that people say is hidden for real in The Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, which real. would actually be like, instead of globalist, it's anti-nationalist. Yeah, in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but let's see, what other horrible conspiracy well, theories? let's make a globalist conspiracy theory based solely on the five seconds of the furry blowjob yeah yeah i mean <laughs> it's the banks man yeah what it's would the, the bank. what does the furry guy represent uh let's see maybe it represents the idea that we've all heard from so many different sources but we've never been heard from anyone in the media or the politicians that we love or hate we hate them uh, that that dogs secretly yeah giving everybody blowjobs all the time man's They're, best friend like, man's <laughs> best friend man's best friend is being foist upon us the whole idea of dogs being good is a media construction mm-hmm. because dogs are being used they're sucking off the media keep, <laughs> yeah they're keeping us docile. That's what it is. Dogs oh, yeah, are keeping us okay. docile. I see, I see. Dogs are a way to placate yeah. us right. by the man. The, the opiate of the masses is not religion. It is dog. It's dogs. It's dog. Dogs. God spelled God. backwards. Oh, my sure. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Crack this thing wide open. <laughs> <laughs> the opiate of the masses is dog. The dog is the opiate of I the masses. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, so my God. So the green is dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah man i mean this movie has it all it has a dog and it has a furry blowjob it's everything you need to know about yeah the opiate of the masses (laughs) i just love that phrase dog is the opiate of the masses yeah that's (laughs) that's what's in this it's like how how red rum was just murder spelled backwards yeah oh shit oh he was saying like if you put it backwards Mm -hmm. it was that was the he's like guys put it backwards it's like a big puzzle room where you have to connect right there like kubrick like died so frustrated that nobody got this and then i feel like he can finally rest now like a spirit yeah like this was like a a seance (laughs) just now Oh, Stanley. His unfinished business. Yeah. <laughs> Convincing everyone not to like dogs so much. <laughs> we just six sensed his spirit away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> could pass on to the other side. <laughs> um, uh, w- uh, w- were there any others? Uh, there have to be. There's so many, um, is the thing. Um. Hmm. Oh, yeah, and because the snow cat saves the day. Oh, oh shit. Oh, yeah, the snow yeah. cat. Sorry no. for yelling that it, so loudly into the microphone. I no, we can, we can, it, we can, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can adjust the cat. levels. <laughs> the cat. Um, no, that, that adds to yeah, it. That so it, so it's it. essentially it's a pro-cat movie. It's pro-cat anti-dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a big deal to globalists. Yeah, because so. yeah. everyone loves dogs. 
But yeah. globalists hate dogs, and yeah, they want us to hate them too. Yeah. Yep. Because globalists, they have an ancient um, society that spawns from uh, ancient Egypt. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Where they worshipped cats. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah snow cats. Snow cats. Huh. The origin huh. of man. Hey, snow cat's better than no cat. <laughs> That's what I always say. That's an allusion <laughs> to my favorite line from the Michael Keaton film, Jack oh, Frost. Yeah. <laughs> snow dad's, snow better, dad's than no dad. better than no dad. Oh, boy. oh man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. our other holiday movie. <laughs> I, You know what? If it's if it's streaming anywhere this holiday season, yeah. I would like to do that. Okay. And yeah, why not? Why not? I want, I've never seen it. I still haven't seen it. The first 30 minutes of it, if you didn't know what happened after is like a genuinely good family holiday like short film it's like actually and it's very touching and where it cuts off it's like it's very sad but it's very well made and then he comes back as a fucking talking snowman and it just it is just a nightmare it really is like the worst thing that could have possibly happened to this movie it's insane a talking that? A talking that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my favorite genre of film. That really, honestly, <laughs> pretty great for bad movie times. Yeah. Yeah. Any Anything where there's a cop paired up with uh, someone that's uh, like a non-human or non, a non-adult human partner is always great. Um, so Cop and a Half, mm-hmm. uh, Top Dog, Theodore Rex. Theodore, yeah. mm-hmm. um, What's yeah. the one with the monkey? Chimp. Oh, um, or is, that, is that on its own? I Ed? don't know if that's a no. partner thing. No, there Ed? is no Ed was the one where where the monkey played baseball. Oh, right. Um, oh no, I know which one you're talking about. Every which way but loose. I don't. That's I don't. that's Clint, weapon. That's Clint Eastwood in a monkey. Is it? Yeah. Then that's the one. Okay. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Nice. Thank you. you actually got it. Well done. Um, I am. I really. You should probably Google that real quick. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's another conspiracy theory hiding in The Shining? I would say. Or do you have one, David? No. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I the the dog one makes a lot of sense to me. The imagery of Jack freezing and being buried under snow is very appealing. Holy shit! There it is. That is a poster, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's actually really good. It's so good. <laughs> and that is a title that has always baffled me. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea what it means. Well, we can have it tight, super tight, just not loose. Oh, man. Yeah, whatever way you want it. Yeah, every whatever way. Which Give me way. a margarita, loose. <laughs> well, you, you can have it every, every which, which other way, way, but oh, loose. fuck. I, I always forget the rules of this bar. But loose. But loose. <laughs> Shake off your Sunday poop. <laughs> Nasty. Uh, I'm a child. That's my, um, that's my church. <laughs> butt loose. It's my aesthetic butt loose. <laughs> like them loose butts. How, how do you describe your aesthetic when people ask? Butt loose. Butt loose. <laughs> um, I got a butt loose. Butt loose. Um, let's see. Yeah, I can't really think of any other ones but the dog and the moon landing. We are still on conspiracy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We sure are, bud. <laughs> um... Yeah. Let's try and think of one more. One yeah. more? Okay. One so more. what what is Jack? If he goes crazy, tries to kill his family, and then gets murdered by the snow, essentially, right? Like yeah. is that yeah, what yeah, kills yeah, yeah. him? Mm-hmm. Is like sure. he gets frozen and buried. So is it a global warming thing? 
Ooh. Like a climate change kind of kind of kind of message. Yeah. But like positive? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz like is he the one that's being like, "No, everyone, no, you're like you're doing it wrong. You need to stop. I need to thin the population of the earth so that the world won't freeze." And then the world freezes on him. Yeah. And he gets mm. smothered by as if by like the as if scientists. Is it, is it saying, yeah, is he saying <laughs> no, is he saying is the movie saying that through him the pursuit of trying to stop climate change is what's going to kill us. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's like a reverse like it's like a don't listen to people who tell you to do anything about climate change. Right. Because that's gonna be what really kills us. <laughs> it's like it's oh, like I what I've always said. Jack Torrance is the original Thanos. Yeah, ja- yes. You've always Just said. trying to save the planet. Yeah. You probably said that before the shine. You even saw the shining. Yeah. yeah, or before you even knew about the Avengers or anything. Yeah, like always. It was your first words. Always. Yeah. <laughs> like it's Jack. Captain Planet, but you know, blue instead of purple. <laughs> blue instead of purple. My favorite French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blue is the second warmest color. Purple is definitely Pur- the warmest. War- <laughs> purple is on a color wheel warmer than blue. <laughs> That's the full title. (laughs) Purple on a color wheel is warmer than blue. (laughs) Oh man, that's actually a great name for a movie because it technically isn't stealing anybody's intellectual property. It's true. It's just very clearly getting it. (laughs) It would be like what? Not another warmest color. That's what Woody Allen would have titled his like uh, parody version of that in the seventies. Yeah, like because he did. uh, Oh, what was that movie he did? That was a Fellini parody. Um. I haven't even seen it, the whole thing. I've only seen it in bits. Anyway, what matters is, that's what that would have been. Yeah. <laughs> so. Nailed um, it. Well, we did come up with three good conspiracies. We, we, we sure did. came up with three great, yeah. true with a, conspiracies. With a good <laughs> discussion of cop movies in the middle. And, <laughs> and also Jack s- And some other things. Yeah. I think we just got like very tired of talking about The Shining, uh, <laughs> yeah. which may be indicative of something. I don't know. Uh, but we don't have to say what that would be. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> no. So that, you guys, we talked about The Shining in a series of critical contexts chosen at random by a contextual computer, as <laughs> described in the beginning of the show. Yeah, that's the goal of the show. We, we successfully did it. Huh. completed the goal of the show. I feel great. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Oh, did this did cure it. your cold? It cured me. It cured <laughs> I'm better. No, you're like seasoned meat. Yeah. That's been smoked. I got rubbed. You're cured. <laughs> um, get rubbed. Um, well, guys, that was The Shining. Uh, David, did you have any plugs you would like to give? My butt. Wait, you didn't ask the right. I question. didn't ask it. This, I didn't ask it the usual <laughs> way. I'm just going for it. My right. butt. Uh, yeah, I'm on a show called The Hypothetic Cast. It's a show about asking questions and getting answers. And goofing around with your buds. That's what it's about. You should go yeah. check it out if you like goofing around with your buds, which I bet you do. Uh, I, you used one of my Would You Rathers. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't remember in which episode. In the skeleton episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did a skeleton theme, mm-hmm. and I, I submitted a Would You Rather <laughs> for once. It's true. It got used. I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm excited <laughs> to find out. Yeah, what, well, which I want to be soft. <laughs> I'll you want to be soft. You want to be soft. As a tease to everybody, I want to be soft. <laughs> <laughs> David Gucci, I want to be soft. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. That's it. Excellent. That's all I'm doing. Excellent. Uh, Bond, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, 
Twitter, I'm at mbonbon. I'm getting increasingly angrier <laughs> on there it, these days. Uh, understandably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but still trying to like find the positive of everything. Uh, ooh, I'll plug this. I have made a list on Twitter um, just called Puppers. It's all caps. <laughs> um, and I just went through every cute puppy uh, Twitter account that I could mm. find or stumble across and then just added them to that. So yes. whenever I'm having a rough time, I click on that yes. and look at cute puppies. Yes. So if, if you Brilliant. find M. Bonbon on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, you can look up at his, his lists. They usually are accessible. I think I think on like the desktop version. I don't know if they're accessible on the uh, mobile version. I'm not sure. Well. Um, but, but if you're able to find that, yeah. by all means, that is that is a wonderful addition addition to the universe that we all needed. <laughs> it's but for real. Like yeah. that is that is <laughs> it's soothing. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's all I say. Yeah, we're we're very much not in the Stanley Kubrick dogs are the opiate of the masses. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love them. We yeah. love them. We love we love dogs here yeah. at, at at contextual deviance. Well, uh, I don't have anything I I have uh, to plug. Just. Uh, uh, a quick note to all of our listeners it's coming up on election time mm-hmm. uh just everyone be sure to get out there and vote be sure to encourage everyone you know to vote uh i'm not going to tell you which way to vote but if you've listened to our show before i think you know uh <laughs> I, you don't really need us to say it um <laughs> just go just no matter what though turnout is hugely important uh you know they they've tried to make it harder to vote in so many places around the u.s uh and we need to show them that, you know, we're still going to go out and do it, and especially in a midterm where turnout is usually very low. I right. think it's more important than ever to show that voting is something that people care about, is something that people will actively participate in and which they cannot take away from us. Yeah. And if you see anything uh, going on at polling places that seems off or sketchy, don't be afraid to speak up. Uh, talk yes. to the polling uh, officials. You can contact your secretary of state's office directly um if something's going on uh so don't be afraid to step in and check on a situation that doesn't seem right to you Um, and if you're in minnesota there is same day registration which is great uh just make sure that you have all your right paperwork and everything you need when you go yes double check your registration before you go to the polls if if you're not sure bring uh uh at least one form of identification and a um copy of your lease i think would help a copy of your lease or any uh official mail with your address listed that's all i needed when i I did that two years ago cell phone bill or something like that would work something like that yeah something that says i live here yep that that is vaguely official Mm -hmm. and seriously check your registration status there have been people have been purged without knowing that they've been purged from the vote in many states yeah it's pretty cool it's been pretty oh it's so good yeah um yeah but so that's 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 the fun PSA we're giving you at the end of the yeah. episode here is vote, vote, and also have a happy Halloween. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky times, then go vote. Dracula. Ah, vote, vote for me. I am Dracula. Celebrate I Halloween and then uh, end the vote. nightmare. <laughs> yes. Hey, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. That's not bad. Yeah. That's bad. Celebrate Halloween and end the nightmare. Oh, uh, wait, what was <laughs> wait, our- Wait, can you say that in, uh, in Watto's voice, <laughs> please? What? Celebrate <laughs> Halloween and then end the nightmare. God, I hate it. Oh, I hate it. Uh, what was our What was our election slogan? Uh, it was uh, build, build that, that rocket. rocket. Build, build that, that rocket. rocket. Yep. It was uh, ACBR. <laughs> Fuck that! I don't remember. 
Agent Cody Banks is now streaming on Amazon Prime. Oh God. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's that's gonna do it. That's for our us. other PSA. That's our other PSA is Agent Cody Banks is now streaming on Amazon Prime. Go vote. Enjoy your Halloween candy. Everything's good, uh, except for the stuff that's bad. Uh, David, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Everything is good except for the stuff that's bad is a really good sign off. <laughs> I mean, Actually, I feel like you should adopt that. All right. Maybe we should. Maybe I should quit having you do these random sentences <laughs> that people don't understand what it is because I mentioned it offhand <laughs> in one episode, like episode yeah. three or something, and I don't give a shit. I think it's, I, I, I prefer the mystery. Oh. Building a mystery. <laughs> this is perfect. The color truth retains the rival underneath a disastrous cinema. <laughs> okay, oh. actually, for real that one, though. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Contextual Deviance. You can find more information about us online at our website, contextualdeviance.wordpress.com. You can tweet at us at textdeviance. You can email us at contextualdeviance at gmail.com. Thanks to Minneapolis's own The Badman for the use of their song Gun Tonic off the album Eat Clean. This has been Contextual Deviance. My name is Christian Hagen, and have a nice day. Have a nice day! <laughs> the moment's gone. The moment's gone. <laughs> but, the, but the intro's recorded. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, lightning sound, lightning sound. Thunder crash. Batwing, batwing. Sibilance. Sibilance. Spooky Sibilance. crisp. <laughs> Delicious meal. The the Shining <laughs> Reese's Pieces Rum that is a different color than it's supposed to be Oh no, no, hotel Tony Oh, not hotel Tony I hate Tony Tony oh. I want a Tony You want to EGOT oh. <laughs> EGOT these nuts <laughs> <laughs> This could be the ending. <laughs> <laughs>